0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to New Church Live. For those who don't know me, my name is Angela Cooper, and I work here. My role is helping plug people into the New Church Live community. And I just wanted to remind everybody about a few ways to engage. Um, For those of you who don't know, we actually have a newsletter that comes out once a week. It goes out on Wednesday. And if you want to sign up for that, you can put your name in the chat window or your email address, and I will subscribe you to that. We're working on getting it on our website. Um, and we're also doing some behind-the-scenes things on our website, so we're excited about that. But I just want to encourage you to get plugged in. That's often where we have all the ways to engage and things coming up and everything going on. There's also on our website, there's a contact us form, and if you ever have questions or you want to find out about ways to get involved or you have an idea about something you want to see happen here at New Church Live, you can always fill out that contact us form, and I get all of those emails, and I make make sure to respond to every one of them. Um, So this is a great way to get involved and find out more information. And of course, always putting your information in the chat window or any questions, I always look to that and check it. So it's great to get everyone involved and plugged in. Um, The next thing I wanna mention, I also mentioned it last week, but I just wanna reiterate how thankful we are. We actually made our end of year stewardship goal last week. So big round of applause to everybody at home um, who sent in their donations throughout this year. We actually hit our goal earlier than we've ever hit it, um, which I think says a lot about this amazing congregation. Um, We've had a lot of engagement this year during this virtual time. And we're really excited about how early we met our goal um, I think a lot of it has to do with people setting up reoccurring gifts earlier in the year. So I just want to encourage you. I sometimes get people who apologize. They're like, oh, I wish I could do more. And I just want to say that it's actually the small sustaining gifts to New Church Live that actually have the biggest impact. So if you set up a reoccurring gift now, you can slowly, incrementally throughout the year support our next fiscal year, which we're already looking towards, to do bigger and more effective things and your sustaining gift really supports that. So I would encourage people now, like I said, those small incremental gifts add up and they make a huge impact on our donations and I think that's why we're here where we are today, where we met our goal. Imagine if we met our goal in December and how amazing we could do you know throughout the rest of the year to really increase our impact so if you want to make a a gift to New Church Live all you have to do is the same way I always say is you text the word New Church Live all one word all lowercase to 77977 and you'll have an option to make a one time gift or a reoccurring gift and I just want to encourage you to think about that and um, think about the impact you could have for an entire year so Thank you from the bottom of our hearts, I speak for Pastor Chuck and myself and everyone here at New Church Live for uh, getting us to our goal. Um, And we're so appreciative and we're so looking forward to this next uh, fiscal year and year ahead. So without further ado, here's Pastor Chuck um, to get us started.
1: Great, thanks Ange. So great to be here today. Thank you folks for joining us. And and Ange said, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And I am looking forward to next year. And I'm also like, I grew up in an era out in western Pennsylvania where we had a party line and we got all of three channels on television. So, so watching all the changes that are happening for a lot of, lot of the time is, is frankly a little disorienting and we're so appreciative of the patience of this congregation as we, as we keep the heart the same of this one church. And figure out new ways to deliver church to people and, and ways to fit into this modern day lifestyle. So, thank you so much for your patience and your support and for taking me out to lunch on occasion. Those are all good things. Now, a number number of things things we have coming up that I want to announce. I think it will be be super fun. One is we are starting a book club for the summer, which will be way fun. It's it's a book called Falling Upward. It's about how when we fall, how do we fall forward in life? And what does different kinds of spirituality look like at different parts in our life? Dovetails beautifully with the Christian New Church concept of birthrights changing. You know, First, it's all about our head. Then it moves to our heart. There's a lot to learn in that. So we've had an overwhelming response to this. We have 20 people confirmed, about 15 more who are considering joining. And and again, these are people from as as, as far west as you can go in Canada to as far east as you can go in the United States. You're more than welcome to join us for that. If that has interest to you, please let myself or Angela know. And the other part, and this is a part that warms my heart a great deal, is, is, you know, church is all about service. I mean, that's what the Lord asks us to do. He asks us to serve other people for life, not to be about ourselves, but to be about those who we can reach out and somehow support. And we're so excited that come July we'll be able to do some in-person service opportunities as well as be working towards the fall of a lot of online service opportunities to go right along with it. As we build this one church, again, with the heart remaining the same, that heart of service, and at the same time combining a lot of different ways to access service opportunities in whatever area you might be tuning into New Church Live from. So, stay tuned for all that, and if you do have some interest in getting involved in some of our July opportunities, I know we already have some some dates that are getting set at St. Francis Inn down in Kensington. Please let me know, and I'll forward your information, or let Angela know, forward your information, and we'll get going with that. So, with that, folks, big breath. And, uh, yeah, just a personal note. Like, our baby graduated from high school yesterday. <laughs> How exciting is that? And, and I'm gonna be excited for 10 minutes and then I'm gonna start worrying about college tuition. But we're gonna have 10 minutes of excitement coming up. So, so for any of you who are joining Keen and I in that particular celebration of a, of a child, grandchild, niece, nephew, friend who's graduated, like we wanna carry that spirit with us again today. So with that, as the band comes out, just welcome everyone. Welcome to New Church Live. It certainly was beautiful and great to have you joining us today. And again, it was, it was funny. I mentioned this last week. You know, somebody, somebody said, oh, yeah, we access New Church Live on the back. I listened on the back of a motorcycle heading to West Virginia. And then another person today, this will probably never be repeated. They said, oh, yeah, we watched from an alpaca farm. You know, so there's, there's a very different, very different world we find our, ourselves in. And today, folks, you know, it's, it's, it's like there's two parts to today's service, two kind of spirits that I'm thinking about. And, and one is like, you know, it's, it's been a heavy season for a lot of us. It's been a heavy season. I, I know for me, like, and I'm sure for many of us, you know, we have relationships that have been strained throughout this is 16 months, in all kinds of different ways. And and I just want to take a breath with that. And and say that that's true. And, and, you know, thinking about moving through that, like the answer that keeps coming to my mind and I hear from other people a lot, is, is the answer isn't in rightness, the answer is in gentleness. The answer isn't in rightness, the answer is in gentleness. And can we find sort of that gentle spirit today as we we talk, and this is the other part, as we talk about like, yeah, there's there's a certain peace here. There's a divine providence, uh, a leading by God that is nothing but the very best of intentions for us in our lives. And we don't always see it. You know, sometimes we only see it like looking back. But we have to trust that it's there. And we have to know that throughout that, we're going to live in kind of this middle ground, this liminal space that's a both-and space. Both times of, of, of incredible grace and beauty and, and times of incredible challenge, and somehow those always go together. Wouldn't it be nice to say that after all the challenges of the last 16 months, that, that uh, using this phrase figuratively, we sort of gave it the office, so no more challenges for the next 16 months. <laughs> Wouldn't that be terrific? Well, that's not what's going to happen. Life is going to fill with a both and. Now, Raina Maria Rilke, who we'll be looking back at today, he talked about like this balance. He used very extreme words, beauty and terror. And I think I think a more contemporary way to say that would be light and dark. Christian New Church, we would t- talk about good and evil. We're always in this, in this kind of this balance between these two. And one of the challenges is, folks, with this, with this balance, is that, is that if we step too far this way or we step too far that way, we won't find the right answer there. It's, 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 it's just interesting, right? Like, um, If we step too far in either direction, we can start to believe that the other people just don't know at all what they're talking about. And we very rapidly can build a wall between the two halves. That's not gonna serve anyone. And life is so much about a balance, right? It's so much about holding this both and. I think about it with graduation. And every graduation speech that I have heard always has this line like, class of, fill in the blank, we can now do whatever we want to do. You can be whoever you want to be. Is that true? Nope. (laughs) I will never dunk a basketball. It's just not gonna happen. Now there are other things I can do, et cetera, et cetera. Marcus reminded me on an eight foot rim, I would do just fine. But, but you see, it's, 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 it's this balance, right? And, and if, if we're sort of pathologically optimistic, that's not necessarily the way to go. And as well, if we're pathologically pessimistic, that's not the way to go. It's about this balance and how do we find it? And we're gonna talk a lot about that today, sort of how do we do that so, so we don't have to play the drama tax. I, I think drama a lot of the time comes where, where we believe there is just this one way. And so we create all this stuff in our heads about people who may be in a different place. And yet can we hold both ends. I think especially in churches, right? You know, in in churches, like every day in a church community, no matter where you're tuning in from today, some of you are waking up to really good news and some of you are waking up to really bad news. And how do we get to the point where we learn to hold it all? Now, does Jesus talk about this? Absolutely. Here's, a, here's probably his most famous parable about this. And it's, it's, it's Jesus was great at saying, like, all right, people don't tend to understand, like, factual information. They tend to remember stories. So he talked in a lot of stories. So think of the parable. Think of a parable. Think of that as a story. And this is the story of the weeds. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a person who sowed good seed in their field. While everyone was sleeping, the enemy came, sowed seeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servant said to him, Sir, didn't you sow just good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked, you want us to go and pull them up? So, so this is a critical part. So visualize it. Visualize stalks of wheat growing up, and there's weeds in between all amongst them. And here's this beautiful line. No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may root up the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, we will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds, tie them into a bundle, then gather a wheat, then, and, and then burn it, and then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Beautiful, beautiful story there, beautiful parable about that and how that balance can start to work. We have to have this, this understanding that, that what we're experiencing, like, like our whole story of our lives is, is this journey through, and so much of that journey through is going to be accompanied by how do we balance these different parts in our life? As the book Divine Providence says, there's an infinite and eternal process of creation. Wow, just, you know, and you gotta let that sink in, right? An infinite and eternal process of creation. The that, that creation's not just a, a static thing, it's ongoing. Some of you have heard me say this before, and it just is like, it's mind blowing to me. I was listening to, to public radio one morning, and they had a doctor, and he said, Do you know the human body has two million cell divisions? a second wow right like i mean literally we've all divided billions of times just in the audience we have watching in person and online today i mean think about that like this thing of maintenance is perpetual creation this idea that that life is this journey we keep on going through and and there isn't like a finish line per se what there is is an opportunity to develop a certain kind of faith. And I'm going to step over here to, to talk about the way this faith can work with, with wheat and tares and how it's a little different than what we might imagine. So, so I think, you know, our, our life, kind of if you think of this as wheat, and you think of this as tares or, or weeds. And, and, you know, we think about our poles of life. Like, and you folks have those things that are really going well right now. We all have those things that are really challenging right now. We have both. And if you're like me, what, what you probably try to do is you probably try to say, okay, so, so I'm just going to focus on this. This is the only thing I'm going to look at. That doesn't necessarily work, right? Because this stuff's true too. There are challenges in life. And, and as you know, as well as I do, you know, it's very it's very off-putting to be somebody who around someone who's pathologically optimistic and you're just having the worst day ever right and and it's also true that we can't stay over in this place we can't just hold this is the only truth that there is that doesn't work so so faith and this is this is like hard to explain and and i heard and he's like man i really want to share this so so maybe words won't be perfect but i hope you get the spirit of it It's so easy to kind of think our faith is here or our faith is here. Like either our faith grows out of these really bad events and I've got to peer at these bad bad events and sort of have God grow out of that or or it's only in the good stuff, right? I think faith is in the continuum between these two things. Faith is where we learn how do I integrate both these experiences into my life because, because folks, they're both true. Because they're both true. Blessed and broken. We talk about that a lot in here. And our, our faith story, our, our story of our religion, our personal church, our Church of One as we've talked about here before, You before, know, it's what writes the story between these two. And actually starts to weave them together. It's not about this side explaining to this side why it's suffering, or this side, suffering side, going, yeah, and this is why life really stinks. Like, it's not that. It's about how do they get woven together. And maybe the word I'd put in the middle of that, again, is gentleness. Gentleness. Not rightness, not correctness, not understanding all of thisness, It's this gentleness. The wheat and the tares. The wheat and the weeds. Holding both together. And somehow in our faith, we can come to a place where we can actually hold both. I think, I think that's where really powerful spiritual, spirituality lies in those two. In and in how those two come together. That's the faith. And, and take a look, folks, you know, in terms of answering the question, how do we balance it all? You know, I, the way I would start out answering that is I would say, well, we actually don't. I, I don't know how to balance it all. I really don't. It's, it's one of the harder parts, right? I'm sure we all yearn to have the right thing to say or, or the right thing to do in, in every situation. And there just, there just isn't. That's elusive. And I think faith is about, like in the the story of faith, how we're writing this story between these two poles, is knowing, yeah, I don't know how to balance it, but my story of faith is that God does. That the Lord can. And it's his unceasing endeavor to do just that. Because this balance is is so critical. Take a look at this passage here from Divine Providence. Evil and good. We would not be alive if we did not have both. The Lord keeps the evil and goodness separate so that one is inside and the other outside. So, So what does that mean? Well, I don't think it means that literally like God somehow creates evil. I think you know, good comes down, my understanding of good comes down, human beings, we do our human thing and tend to get things coming out sideways or flipping them around. And that's where evil comes from. And in God's economy, that's not even wasted. That we're always in this balance. Look, so I, want you, I want you to like, like allow this in, like how significant that is. And why is it so significant? It's because that's how we can always choose. It's literally how we're conscious. If we didn't have this both-in, this ability to choose, and things literally to choose, we wouldn't be conscious. And, and listen to this. theologically, we would then never be able to be truly free. Our freedom comes literally from the place because we can choose. We can choose the sacred no, and we can always choose the sacred yes as well. So our job, and this is from, from Kate Baller, who's a wonderful Christian professor, and, who's dealing with cancer. She writes about cancer a lot. She had this up on her Facebook page last week. She said, my hope, stay as wake to my love as to my fear. Stay as wake to the wheat as you do to the weeds or the tares. Stay awake to both. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to be victim to our fears. That's not what it's talking about. But it's talking about a story of faith where where we have this great weaving of the two. Understanding that our life will have both. And understanding, and think of this as as the musicians come out here, understanding that, that in that middle place lies the miracle, the miracle of human freedom. The miracle of of our our place as as agents in the world to make the world a healthy, more beautiful, more loving place. The miracle that all of us get to do this. We always get to choose. Wow, beautiful Rebecca, thank you. That song gives me chills. Uh, you can see it online, and it, it was written and performed by someone who, who has a couple months left to go in their life. And and I just think, right? Like, like, we all feel so lost sometimes, right? Like we're always in this balance, and, and it, it can sometimes feel so difficult. We can feel so out of balance. And in faith, maybe faith is just this, this, this gentle saying of, of it's all right. Okay. I'm here with you. We have each other. I so picture that being the message that, that God gives us. It, it is it is challenging right because I was, I was thinking this morning as getting ready for this service like, uh, you know, like how, how challenging it is to, to find the balance like it just it just is hard. And I know again, coming off of my, my daughter's graduation, I'm sure many of us do this like we, we can have this this really bad sort of movie rerun that's constantly happening in our heads, right? And this movie rerun is constantly reminding us of all the things we said the day before that we wish we hadn't said, or we felt came or, came across wrong, or boy, that person's body language said they didn't want to chat with me. Like all those all those reruns, right? And yet, even that, even that, there's there's a way of of, of Learning It happens there. You know, one author said, you know, it's a, it's a lived social intelligence, that we're, we're here to learn this social intelligence, and it just takes time. It takes a lot of falling. It takes a lot of bruised knees. It takes a lot of just faith that God's there, too, helping us to move forward. So, so on, a, on, a, on a note here, you know, of, of like a, a positive piece, I think, well, how, do, how is it that we, we hold balance then? Well, I want to start with this beautiful line from Isaiah 43 that maybe we should all read to ourselves every morning. But now, this is what the Lord says He who created you, Jacob, who formed you, Israel, do not fear, do not be afraid, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. That very, the very initial part that, that is talking about like, like God literally summons us by our name. We're that loved. We're that loved. That to me seems like such a significant starting point in all this to understand that that, that basic calling and a little piece of new church to add to that. That calling is always in terms of caring. You know, the fact that you care is the sign that you are called. The fact that you care is the sign that you are called. And again, some of that can be really hard. Some of that call can be really hard. But but the two go together beautifully. And then we start to put faith and caring together. And how is it, friends, that, that maybe we can... We can find that balance point. I was trying to think. So, so what is that, what is that balance point really like? And and here's just one idea. I mean, we could talk a million different directions here. I want to share with you some words from Martin Luther King. And I think give an idea of, of what maybe a balance point is. I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. <clears throat> this is why, right? temporarily defeated is stronger than evil triumphant. Unarmed truth, unconditional love. And I I think our ego, our ego will flip these. Our ego will be all about armed truth and conditional love. What Martin Luther King is talking about here is he's talking about unarmed truth and unconditional love. So I wanna hear from you. I wanna hear from you an answer to this question. This question of, can you share an unarmed truth? Like, what is an unarmed truth for you? What's what's something you feel like you can share? It's not weaponized. It's not about being right. It's not any of those things. It's just an unarmed truth. That you feel can help navigate your day. So we're going to give 60 seconds. Put a 60-second timer up. I'd ask you to either put that in the chat and our moderators will be discussing it, or you can text me in an answer, and my phone number is 215-740-3662. So what, what in your mind is an unarmed truth? Please take 60 seconds, share it, and text me in your answer. So thank you folks for texting those in, and I'll be coming back to those in, in just a minute here. I think maybe a way we can look at balance is like this. That, that in between this this beauty and this light and 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 this 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 challenge of that can feel so terrorizing at times and, and darkness you know maybe that place where we stand in the middle is this place of unarmed truth and unconditional love just again one of many ways we could hold it maybe but but there's something to that there's something about all right god's got to have the balance because i can't I, I, can, I can't even fathom it. But God's got to have this balance. So what is mine to do? Well, maybe mine is to just continue to focus down on unarmed truth and unconditional love. Now, what would be some examples that, that, that people share? Let me share a couple here that have, uh, that have come in. Uh, that trusting the divine guidance, guidance system in my loved ones over my will for them is being with God and in prayer for them. Beautiful. I love my children to the moon and back from my heart to theirs. Saying I am sorry, surrendering. Fear is simply not trusting. No need to fear because I am never alone. I mean, just even like, even shortening it down, right? Like an unarmed truth. I am never alone. Love everyone as much as we love ourselves. This is a beautiful one. Everyone is dealing with hurts others are unaware of. The balance is in the moment of choice, deciding love over fear. This is is a beautiful one too. Listen to this, folks. Creation is the infinite game, the never-ending story both universal and personal no boundaries of time or space every ever expanding in every direction equally in the now present in the blink of an eye a heartbeat a tear or a pang of love a story told and retold a guide to every religion organized or personal a road map for your journey revisited again and again and a final one here to share, and there's many more I could share. Stand with love and pain. Stand with love and pain. Oh, I want one more. I want to read here. I truly believe that the root of all evil towards the neighbors starts when we deny them their humanity. All negativity against ourselves or the neighbor starts with othering. We are we. That's beautiful. And, and folks, just just imagine that, right? Like. Like imagine that that's the that's the unarmed truth we come to. That's the place where literally we stand. Like if if it's like this tightrope, this is literally that place where we stand. We are we. God always present. And we stand in that place, and and, and of course we're holding this, this this pole in our hands, right? And this pole has wheat. And tears or weeds, whatever you want to call them. This 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 pole we have has blessings and breakings. This pole we have has the beauty of watching three daughters helping out with each other's hair for yesterday's graduation and three siblings in a fight two hours later. <laughs> you know, like right? Could I get a little amen on that one? You know, like like it's this both and, right? It's this both and and it has to be. We couldn't balance without it. No tightrope walker sits out there with a 12 with foot long pole like this or like this. It's this balance where we keep on getting invited back to unarmed truth and unconditional love. I mean, just imagine days where we feel so out of balance, which means most days. <laughs> Because most days have this both and. And we just keep on coming back. Yep, unarmed truth, unconditional love. Lord, help me find that balance. And, and I think that is, again, one of those prayers that, that's always opened. And it's, it's always this call to faith and caring. Faith and caring says there's just this bigger picture that holds it all. That we're headed towards a beautiful platform somewhere, somewhere down the way. And I want to close. I want to close with this. As I mentioned last week, you know, it was was interesting over this, this COVID season. You know, we right before the whole COVID season, 16 months ago, right before it, it hit, we had we had Nora McInerney here, and Nora was our largest service, largest Sunday thing we'd ever done. We've done some with more archives, but but largest Sunday thing we'd ever done. You know, we had 600 people. It was just this great, great, great big service. And, and uh, you know, brings a lot of smiles because, again, so much of life moves in circles, right? And one of the things Nora talked about that was really powerful was this. So Nora's story. Nora, as a young, young mom with a newborn baby, lost her husband to cancer and then literally two weeks later lost her dad. And she went through this incredible period of grief. And she writes a lot about grief. She's an amazing author. And since then, she's gotten remarried, had another child. And and she was talking to us about, like, how do we find this balance? And she uses Rilke's poem, you know, Beauty and Terror, to talk about it. So to close here, I'd love to just replay a little clip from her service, because she puts so well what it is to hold both in your hands and to find that balance. Nora McInerney.
2: Um, And I try to include this poem in uh, this talk just so everybody would know that I am deep, um, that I've read a poem. I've actually only read this middle part of this poem. Uh, But I do, I think about this poem uh, all the time. And I think about this when I think about Aaron's life, when I think about my life after Aaron. I've said a million times, and I will say it till the day that I die, we don't move on from the people that we love. We move forward. And their love and their death and all of the experiences that we have had with them, they form us into the people that we are today and the people that we will be. As we move forward, I am a very different person than I was the day that I met Aaron, the day Aaron was diagnosed, the day that Aaron died, the day of Aaron's funeral. I'm a different person today than I was months ago. And that is why I love this poem so much, because it is very easy when you're talking about the hard things in life to say, well, like, eh, you know, like, it'll be over soon, right? Or like, well, life is hard, or, but, but life is beautiful, so don't ignore that part. And that's beside the point. The point is that life is hard, but it is not just hard. And the point is that life is beautiful, but it's not always beautiful. The point is that we can let it all happen, the beauty and the terror, and that we can keep going because no feeling is final. And I do not mean that your grief will end. I mean that it will change. I mean, that the way that I feel today is different than I felt yesterday, and different than I felt five years ago, and different than I felt seven years ago. It's different, and it's not over.
1: I love her line in there, no, no feeling is final. And, and, and that's, that's where we want to think about. And, and, and how do we hold that balance? You know, and 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 I love, I love the, you know, her image, right, of, of these things happen and and we move forward with it. We don't sort of leave the grieving and the challenges behind. Like they're part of who we are, and we move forward with it. And maybe that's the last word on this season. These 16 months, it will now be part of our story. It will now be part of all of our lives. I'm sure we all, as I'm going to ask you to think here for a minute, I'm sure we all can just take a second to think of, of the darkest part of all this for us. And I think as well, we can think of parts that were just filled with such grace and such beauty. Those are now part of you. They're part of your life, they're part of your DNA. Our job now is to go forward humbly, allowing God to hold all of it. Knowing no feeling is final. Allowing God to balance all of it. And for us to as best we can move forward with unarmed love, excuse me, unarmed truth and unconditional love. That's the world we're invited into. And folks, that's a much better form of balance. So, we're going to close the service here today with a with a beautiful song that, that reminds us of exactly who we are, and then after this song, you know, I'm I'm gonna you know right before so I'm gonna offer a, a prayer, and, and then we're gonna do the Our Father prayer, and then you'll have a momentary time for a for little prayers. The song starts as well, so please join me in a prayer. So Lord, thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for the spirit in this room. Thank you for helping us again and again to understand balance, to find balance anew. And maybe to remember the power of unarmed truth and unconditional love. And that we're stepping forward, stepping forward in our lives, finding our balance yet again. Hear our prayer. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bring you peace, bring you home. Amen.